Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to episode number 24. How is everyone doing? I'm having an amazing week. I'm running a free five-day training this week, which is something that I do three times a year. And I've just been blown away by all the amazing ladies that are taking part. Ladies who are showing up for themselves and doing the work and giving amazing support to others inside of this small pop-up community. I know many of you also listen to the podcast, and I want to say a massive thank you for being you. It's been such a privilege to share my weight loss insights with you all. So today I'm going to revisit the first of those training sessions, because it's not a question that I've addressed here on the podcast before, and I think it's an important one. And that is, how do you eat to lose weight when you're not dieting? Is it just semantics? Isn't the non-diet diet just the latest diet fad? Well, let's explore that a little bit here. When I was struggling to lose my weight, I used to think that losing weight through not dieting was really just another way of eating a healthy, balanced diet without all the extras. And to me, that was, well, it was dieting. Before I go on, I should just clarify that of course we tend to refer to a diet as a restrictive way of eating to lose weight or a specific way of eating that maybe restricts certain foods due to allergies or a medical condition. But a diet is actually just how you eat. So we're all on a diet all of the time, because it's just what and how we're eating. It's just the balance, the timing and the quantity of macronutrients. Those are protein, fat and carbohydrate and micronutrients, that's the vitamins and minerals, that when I refer to here, I'm referring to it as we frequently do as a way of eating that enables us to lose weight. And as I was thinking about this, I reflected back on the different diets that I have done and noticed I was able to use diet memories to map out my life. Reflecting on my different diets creates strong memories for me in the same way that listening to music that was in the top 10 of the charts all those years ago. I can remember doing the Beverly Hills diet where I ate lots of pineapple in a Tupperware box at school. I did the Cambridge diet in my teens with my mum. I did the Atkins diet, the Heart diet where you ate frankfurters, melon and ice cream and then lighter life and slimming world multiple times too. So the first difference that I think of between dieting to lose weight and eating to lose weight when you're not dieting is that when you're dieting, you're following or trying to follow, in, in my case, often lots of times, a set of prescribed guidelines of what you can and cannot eat, or you're very specifically told what you can and cannot eat. These are usually rules. The diet dictates what you can and can't have, what you should and shouldn't have. When you eat to lose weight, when you're not dieting, there are no rules. You get to decide. You get to figure out for yourself what the right quantity, balance and timing of eating those macronutrients those carbs, proteins and fats is for you and your body and your lifestyle to enable you to lose or maintain weight in the way that you want to. The difference is that you're empowered and in control. You have the freedom and flexibility. You are very much the adult in charge of your eating rather than feeling you must do what the diet tells you to 
which can lead to frustration, deprivation and rebellion. And this isn't only important because it's more empowering, it's important because you are unique. The more women I support on their weight loss journey, the more I am reminded that just because something works well for one person doesn't mean it will work well for someone else. We all have different physiologies, genetics, lifestyles, life stages and activity levels. The only way for you to figure out the right way for you to eat to lose weight or maintain your weight is to follow a very pragmatic and simple, common sense, step-by-step approach that enables you to see it for yourself. When you follow this approach, you start to see that you're totally in control. You can let go of your fears about whether or not it will work because there is no it. There's just you creating your food framework. You get to find your well-being to pleasure, balance level. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, let's just take a moment and think, why do we eat? At its most basic level, we eat to fuel our body to enable it to carry out all the cellular processes required to keep us alive. The foods that do this job the best are those that can be recognised as animals or plants. So we've got fruit, vegetables, seeds, nuts, grains, pulses, poultry, fish and meat. You could also add eggs and milk in there as well. So think about the food aisles in the supermarket. These foods are usually found at the beginning of the supermarket, but they generally only take up the first couple of aisles maybe a quarter or a less of all the foods available. So why do we buy all the other foods? Well, it's because we want them for pleasure or convenience. We don't buy them because they're what our body requires or needs. We don't go shopping thinking, okay, what fuel do I need for my body for the coming week? We just think, what do I want? So we need to recognise that eating for pleasure, convenience, comfort, is what we do in the world in which we live today. What's important is that we get the balance right. How do we know if we get the balance right? Well, if weight loss is your focus, it's a balance that enables you to lose weight. Although, as I say that, I want to make the caveat that I'm assuming you are first ensuring your body is getting the macro and micronutrients it needs to be healthy. And when you're exploring and figuring out this balance, it's vital that you do it in a very systematic way and that you don't allow the scales to dictate what is and isn't working in an unhelpful way. We tend to want to lose weight as quickly as possible, and this isn't helpful because when we see the scales haven't changed downwards like we want them to, and like we think that they should have done, we either think that what we're doing isn't working, so we may as well eat crisps and chocolate or whatever it is, something else, or we think that we need to restrict our food in a different way. Again, this is why it's useful to have help with this, so that you can get an objective view on the amount of time you're allowing, you're giving your body to change to release the weight. It's only by allowing yourself to keep going when there's fear that it's not working that you get to see what truly does work for you. So the second key difference between a traditional diet and eating to lose weight when you're not dieting is that with the latter, you don't consider that you're on or off track. There's no clear delineation between whether you're sticking to it or you're not, whether you're being good or bad, whether you're winning or failing. When you're eating to lose weight without dieting, there's a continual process of exploring and experimenting and learning. And with this approach, you learn to get let go of judgment and self-criticism and replace those with curiosity and compassion. Figuring out the right way to eat that works for you is something that evolves over time. 
being in January right now, what I'm noticing is that lots of ladies are losing weight. Everyone's sort of refocused with it being the beginning of the year. They are really pleased with the progress they're making and they also fear that the progress will stop and that they won't be able to move forward again the way that they want to. These fears are born out of old diet mentality and they're normal because you don't know any different. But when you're eating to lose weight without dieting, you want these obstacles, the life challenges, to come up so that you get to respond to them by changing how you eat so that you can figure out what your solution is for them. Okay? The only way you can figure out how you can carry on eating to lose weight when you get bored of the novelty of the new approach is to observe yourself getting bored, see what happens and then figure out how you want to address it. This is something that I recommend you have help with. The challenges, the obstacles to be overcome will be created by your thoughts and sometimes it's difficult to see your own thinking because you're just in it. You can't see the wood for the trees if you like. Something else that's important here is learning from things when you're not eating what you intended. So rather than thinking, how can I get back to how I want to be eating or should be eating, or using that phrase, I'm going to draw a line under it and start again tomorrow or next week, that's something that comes up a lot. I encourage you to consider what you can learn from eating whatever it was. Notice the circumstances or event that caused your brain to think that eating it would be a good idea. Look back and observe yourself and seek to understand and not judge. The third thing to consider as a part of eating to lose weight without dieting is that what and how you're eating is only going to be a small part of your focus. Your relationship with food is complex. It's totally mixed up with your relationship with yourself and the reality of your life, the relationship you have with your life as well. How often have you thought negatively about yourself because of the food choices you've made? How often has food been the highlight or the escape hatch of your day? Alongside working out what and how you want to be eating to lose weight, you're also going to want to explore and understand how to hack your brain so that it's much easier to make food decisions that serve you rather than relying on willpower, which is always going to be in short supply. You're going to want to shift your thinking and create a different mindset so that you don't over-desire foods high in processed sugar, flour and fat or alcohol. This looks like you being intentional about how you want to treat yourself and when your habitual pattern has been maybe to treat yourself with a pack of biscuits. You're going to want to figure out how to stop using food to help you feel better. You're going to want to figure out the alternative to using food to overcome boredom or to comfort you when you're lonely or to soothe your frustrations. Eating to lose weight without dieting looks like you experiencing more freedom, empowerment, self-trust and self-love. There is no self-sabotage and no willpower required. Let's just talk for a moment about willpower. The amount of willpower that you have is finite. It's not that you're weak-willed, it's just that at some point your willpower will run out. Have you noticed that when you've been dieting, it gets harder to stick to the diet, using typical diet speak, as you get towards the end of the day or towards the end of the week? When you're relying on willpower, your reserves get depleted. It's draining. Using willpower to restrict what you eat is like using force. When you push against something with force, the laws of physics dictate that an equal and opposite force will push back. Or something like that. Physics wasn't one of my strengths. But essentially, think of using willpower as resisting with force, pushing against something that is pushing back with equal strength. The problem is that when your willpower runs out, or you get distracted by a life circumstance and you lose your grip, 
the force that was pushing back against you momentarily has more power and this can lead to overeating, self-sabotaging and you thinking you've lost or undone your good work, which can feel awful. When you're eating to lose weight without dieting, it doesn't feel as though you're using willpower. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like you're holding your breath, waiting for it to go wrong. And yet when you're used to dieting, you don't know how not to do this. Your whole body and mind almost prepare for the willpower battle. You don't know how to relax into it. And that's okay. It's all a part of the learning process. Figuring out how to eat to lose weight without willpower is another skill that you learn along the way of your journey. And if it takes a little bit of time, that's okay. By the way, it's not that you're not losing weight whilst you're figuring this out. It's just that figuring it out will make your journey easier and more enjoyable and help you create trust in yourself for the long run. Okay, so let's recap. The three key themes around eating to lose weight when you're not dieting are number one, you seeing that you create your own rules around what, when and how you eat. You owning everything you put in your mouth and you feeling the empowerment that comes with that and learning to eat from a place of self-love. Number two, you learning to eat in a way that enables you to lose weight without feeling that you're doing it right or wrong or that you're on or off track and instead seeing it as a continual evolutionary process of learning and discovery. Number three, understanding that it's not just about the food but that it's also about your relationship with yourself, understanding your thoughts and feelings about how you perceive your life. And as always, thank you for listening and I hope you have an amazing week. By the way, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would be so incredibly grateful if you could give it a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scrolling down and click the number of stars. And if you would like to leave a comment as well, that would be brilliant. It helps the podcast show up for more people when they're searching for weight loss help. And if you're listening to this episode in January 2021, then you might like to know that I'm enrolling ladies for the next six month small group Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind program. I only run this program three times a year. So if you would like lots of coaching help with your weight loss journey, along with the support of a small group of like-minded women, please do get in touch. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.